Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast as we share the truth concerning these last days and what you must do to save yourself from the violent times that are just ahead. Today's podcast is a word of truth accounting of the end times. The end is coming. The end is near. Today's podcast is entitled End Times 144, Rapture the Harvest Part 1. The podcast's objectives are provide a warning against engaging those who are spiritually blind, analyze how we can come to know the truth concerning the rapture theory, prove the rapture theory is outside the Father's model of purpose, and analyze the purpose of the parable of the wheat and the tares. This lesson contains timelines and other visuals. Therefore, if you are listening to the podcast, I advise you to watch the video version on our website or YouTube or request a PDF of the lesson so you can add the visual effect. Blind Leaders of the Blind. Now, we concluded the most recent podcast by revealing the contradiction between the parable of the darnel of the field, i.e. the wheat and the tares, delivered to us by our loving master and the rapture theory. In this podcast, we will analyze this grave contradiction in order to reach a spiritual verdict concerning these two doctrines. Along these lines, the objective is not to prove one doctrine true and another doctrine false. Although many take this approach, it is marred with many faults, and all who follow it will end up where they started. They won't get anywhere. Here is why. A comprehensive analysis cannot be executed or completed by a biased individual who is consciously or subconsciously trying to prove a position they currently hold. On the contrary, productive analyses can only be conducted by honest and impartial men and women whose single purpose is to discover the truth. Here lies the problem. Namely, the vast majority of men and women are neither honest nor impartial. And thus, they are not seeking to know the truth. Rather, they are seeking to harden their position in spite of the truth. In the process, these individuals are incurring spiritual blindness, for as they reject the truth in favor of their personal preferential beliefs, they are embracing darkness. And eventually, Darkness will overcome them, and they will never see the light. This is why the Father has commanded me not to waste any more of my time with individuals who cannot see what he has revealed to me. Besides the lateness of the hour that we are living in, it is for this reason. 
the incursion of spiritual blindness is a process. That is to say, no one becomes spiritually blind overnight. It takes time. Explicitly, it takes years in which a wayward individual persistently and willfully follows a defective path. And not only is this path defective, but it is also decorated with warning signs, exit ramps, and other cautionary tales, all of which were ignored, none of which were taken. Therefore, as these individuals rejected the father in a relatively good day, he has rejected them in these last days. There is nothing that can be done for them. And yet, we have been commanded to let them alone, such that we are not judged when they fall into the ditch. Matthew 15, 12 through 13. Every plant which my heavenly Father has not planted shall be uprooted. Leave them alone. They are blind leaders of the blind. And if the blind leaves the blind, both shall fall into a ditch. Start at the beginning. Now, as it pertains to conducting a fair and productive analysis on the rapture theory and its contradiction of the parable of the wheat and the tares, we must first establish a baseline for understanding the rapture theory. Now, by definition, the rapture theory suggests there will be an end times event when all believers who are alive, along with those who are dynamically resurrected from the dead, will rise to meet the son of Adam in the clouds at his second coming. Now, although I am consciously labeling the rapture as a theory, it is important to note that this theory has been construed from the scriptures. Notwithstanding, the scriptures used in support of the rapture theory have been misinterpreted. Here lies the problem, a big problem, a bigger problem than most realize. One of the biggest problems I have seen as it pertains to understanding end times. It is so devastating that I must offer it as an inflection point. The greatest error concerning these last days evolves from the misinterpretation of the scriptures used to formulate the rapture theory. Therefore, one of the first steps we must take to understand the truth concerning these last days is to rightly divide the scriptures that have been used to formulate the rapture theory. Now, this crucial matter relates back to the building blocks of prophecy. If you recall, I revealed that the infiltration of one error is not limited to that error. Rather, it leads to compounded error, which not only contaminates your understanding, it pushes you further away from the truth. Notwithstanding, the building blocks of prophecy also reveals the inverse, that is, the elimination 
of the most critical errors will open our understanding and bring us closer to the truth. This is especially the case for the rapture theory, for it convolutes one of the three major end times milestones, that is, the second coming of the son of Adam. And in doing so, it convolutes the times and seasons associated with these last days. Here's a question. How can we use the building blocks of prophecy to understand the truth concerning the rapture theory? The answer, start at the beginning, i.e., analyze the purpose of this event, for purpose is the fundamental requirement of truth. Purpose is the first of three factors associated with every word of truth. Therefore, a truth analysis of the conflict between the rapture theory and the parable of the wheat and the tares must be established upon the foundation of purpose. Outside the model of purpose. Now, if you were paying attention to the definition of the rapture theory, then you should have already identified the conflict of purpose. To wit, the purpose of the rapture is to meet the son of Adam in the air. Here lies the conflict. Explicitly, there is no basis for us meeting the son of Adam in the air at his second coming. Although we haven't covered it yet, the timing of this event coincides with the Battle of Armageddon, i.e., our beloved Savior returns to the earth and destroys all the armies that have come up against the land of Israel. See Ezekiel 38-39, Zechariah 14, and Revelation 19, 11-21. Now, if you consider these passages, you will not only see the harmony between the second coming of the son of Adam and the battle of Armageddon, you will also see how the children of Elohim are still on the earth because we never left. Here again, the question of the hour is, why would we leave? What would be the purpose? The answer, there would be no purpose. And as the father does not operate outside of the spiritual model of purpose, he is clearly not the author of the rapture theory. This is precisely what I have consistently referred to it as a theory. Fundamentally, the rapture has no purpose. For we know the children of Elohim are on the earth at the time of the second coming. Therefore, the only way to prove the rapture theory is to suggest two premises that are neither scripturally nor spiritually sound. A, the second coming is actually the third coming. Or B, the children of Elohim are raptured into the heavens for no apparent cause and then raptured back 
to the earth for a cause not apparent. Here again, these faulty conclusions are not found within the word of truth. Therefore, as we find, there is no purpose for the rapture. In theory, we should turn our attention to analyzing the purpose of its counterpart. We must consider the basis of the parable of the wheat and the tares. Until the time of the harvest. Now, the purpose, i.e., the main event of the parable of the wheat and the tares is the harvest. Matthew 13:30. Let both grow together until the harvest, and at the time of the harvest, I shall say to the reapers, first gather the darnel and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into my granary. In this verse, our loving master reveals that the wheat and the tares would grow together until the time of the harvest. This brings us to the question of the hour. That is, what is the harvest and when will it occur? The answer is found in Matthew 13, 39, which is revealing the harvest is the end of the age. Now, age in this context corresponds to the messianic age. That is the period in between the first and second coming of the son of Adam. Now, by definition, the messianic age corresponds to the dispensation in which salvation is established upon belief in Yahushua Messiah, and it is validated by our spiritual assimilation to his image and his likeness. Now, the timeline here shows you the timing around the messianic age. It begins with the physical birth of Yahushua HaMashiach, and then it continues until the end of this age where he comes again at the Battle of Armageddon. And here you're seeing where we are living in these last days. We are anticipating the second coming of the son of Adam. And this time from his birth until now, this is the messianic age. And where again, salvation is in belief and his example and our willingness to be spiritually transformed into his image and his likeness. Now, after the messianic age, we have the age, the millennium, 1000 years of peace on earth. And then you have the judgment and last but not least, we have the eternal age, eternity forever and ever without end. Now, the key takeaway from this timeline reveals the messianic age begins with the first coming of the son of Adam, and it ends with his second coming. Now, as straightforward as this matter is, it has been complicated by a crucial mistranslation of Scripture. Namely, some Bibles utilize the phrase end of the world, while others use the phrase end of the age in Matthew 13, 39. This is a crucial conflict for the end of the world and the end of the Messianic age are 1,000 years apart. Therefore, 
if we do not resolve this crucial conflict, it would be impossible for us to know the timing of the harvest. Now it's time to rightly divide. The harvest recorded in Matthew 13, 39 refers to the end of the age. It is not referring to the end of the world. Firstly, we know this because the ABP not only confirms the root word in this verse is age, it makes specific reference to the messianic age. Therefore, Matthew 13, 39 is revealing the harvest is the end of the messianic age. Here is a treasure box. As the harvest occurs at the end of the messianic age, it is the equivalent of the second coming of the son of Adam. Here lies the inflection and the fundamental evidence which confirms the rapture theory is false for it contradicts the purpose and the basis for the harvest. Here is how. Yahushua Messiah reveals that the wheat and tares will grow together until the time of the harvest. In effect, the children of light and the children of darkness will coexist in the world until the time of the harvest. The rapture theory and those who adhere to it suggest the opposite. They assert that the children of light are taken out of the earth prior to the harvest and without a pro-spiritual purpose. Thus, by removing the chosen elect prior to the harvest, they are in violation of the scriptures and not just any scriptures. They are contradicting the words spoken by our beloved Savior. Now, if you think this is bad, this is just the beginning. Remember, error leads to compounded error, and thus there is more we must unpack concerning the residual defects of the rapture theory, and we will in the upcoming podcast. Now, here is the final word. The case against the rapture theory is strong, and it will only get stronger from here. Now, I trust you are seeing this by the Spirit, for I have barely begun to expose this theory for what it truly is, a false doctrine that was created to prevent us from understanding the times and seasons we are living in. Now, here is today's assignment. Meditate on the word you have heard today and ask the Father to reveal the truth to you. Remember, where there is no conviction, there can be no faith. And without faith, it is impossible to please him. Next, if the Spirit is leading you and you have not signed up for our mailing list, you can go to www.transformationbytruth.com to sign up today. We'll alert you as soon as podcasts are posted and we'll share our presentations, notes, and other materials at no cost. It is for your edification.
And most importantly, you will be connected to me and those who have joined themselves to this ministry as we prophesy and align current events with the prophetic word. These discussions are taking place outside of this podcast ministry. Therefore, if the Spirit is leading you, and only if the Spirit is leading you, I encourage you to come and see. You will be in good spiritual company. Lastly, if you have any questions, please submit them via our contact form on our website. If you have any comments, please share those on the video page for this podcast, also on our website. Now, here is what's next. We completed today's podcast, End Times 144, Rapture v. Harvest, Part 1. And the next podcast is entitled, End Times 146, Rapture v. Harvest, Part 2. I will post this podcast on Monday, May 8, 2023. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the Spirit of Elohim. Continue to watch. Continue to pray. Continue in fasting. And most of all, continue to be focused. For the end is coming. The end is near.